Welcome to Rose Yoga Tapping into Heart Courage, the most radical and innovative podcast to inspire self-love. Candid conversations to change our minds and our body, honor our feelings, lean into beauty, and anchor heaven on earth. I'm your host, Varushka Normando, Master Emotional Freedom Technique Practitioner, Healing Artist, and Mindset Management Coach. Welcome to Rose Yoga and Tapping into Heart Courage. Today I have a wonderful guest, one of my go-to energy workers. I call her an embodiment coach, um, much a spirit after my own heart. Um, someone who's translating the energies for me, also really into the embodiment practices that I so revere and uh, resonate with. Today, I welcome Lori Rising. Yes. <laughs> In German, I would say Riesing. Yes. <laughs> She's a podcast host of the Raw and Wild Hearts, which I love, an intuitive medium, trauma-informed healing artist, um, meditation guide, ritual facilitator, pelvic floor specialist, and fear culture destroyer. And I love that you even put those words in because it's really the leading edge of our mindset, of leaning into. I mean, that's what I find at the at the core of everything is where is my what is my fear telling me? What is this resistance? And I'm just so grateful for you to be putting voice to that all the time that we're, I feel like um we're at this event horizon. It feels so scary, but that's the words that come to me is like this event horizon of like, we're right there on our tippy toes and we're having to figure this out or lean into it or surrender to, to this mystery. And so I welcome you here. And um, what's special or unique about this episode is that um I'm going to be addressing a very personal energy um, that is a very common collective energy, and that's that I just lost my brother unexpectedly a week ago in his sleep. And so I'm dealing with um, a new flavor in my nervous system, in my psyche, in my heart, someone who is very close to me, and just doing this dance of experiencing grief or all the phases of it so that's something I want to touch upon as we're coming toward the holidays um, many of us are being affected many of us are losing people in fact I just woke up this morning to the fourth person I know this month who passed on and I rarely know people personally who have passed so welcome Lori I'd like to um, invite you to also share with me like what are some other titles you're working with or leaning into or what's on your plate. So aloha. Aloha. Hello, Barushka. Thank you so much for that beautiful and warm welcome. Um, I'm kind of in tears right now because as you were speaking, um, a voice came in. I'm going to leave it up to interpretation, but a voice came in that said, I love you. And so I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling the, the depth and the girth 
of what's available to us through these consciousness connections beyond the limited fear mind, control mind, linear based thinking that we have been programmed in and conditioned in, which is why I wear so many hats. I'm an eternal student. <laughs> I will never stop seeking um, through lifetimes. I've been a healer. I've been persecuted. I've been a spiritual teacher, you know, and I will always go to the leading edge. I will always push the envelope just a little bit further to break something free, to break through. And that breaks us open. And so out of everything that I do and study and share, um, I would say fear culture destroyer is my favorite. I've been saying that for so many years, probably at least 20 years, if not more in my, my professional practice that I've been in. And it's what sings to my soul. It's what is my, my language, even though there's no professional title called that, that that's, that's my profession. That's my soul's mission. And so I feel good just being in that space because you know, we need to look at the root. We need to uncover the root. And the root is often fear. And what's below that fear? What has planted that root of fear? And when we get below it, we start to uncover and unravel layers that are so mysterious and beautiful and expansive and unique to who we are and what our flavor is. And also to our experience of lifetimes, our experience of our lineage, our experience of this physicality here and now of this iteration in this body. And so I, I move through it in so that we can find the path that speaks and sings to ourselves. So that was, <laughs> that was just a little bit about me, <laughs> but if you want to go, uh, we're going to go into grief, right? Is that the topic that we're moving into? Yeah. Yeah. And then what just came up for me is like, and you addressing fear is that <clears throat> I feel like, you know, in my work with EFT, emotional freedom technique as is the, the fear, the root of the fear is the fear of loss of love and the fear of death. It's like, it all boils down to either loss of the fear of loss of love or fear of death. And that's just ingrained, you know, in, in our cellular memory that whatever has been passed down in many lifetimes. And um, yeah, so just speaking to some grief and we spoke earlier also in connection with the land, you know, as above, so below. And I'm wondering how you want to weave that in just fundamentally. Well, what I want to share, first of all, and I've, I've said this on se in several of my interviews because I I feel like it's really important for ourselves to hear. And it's something, uh, an energy and a reason why I've been necessarily the violence of Viking culture, but the reverence for death. And I have always resonated with that. And it's, you know, what they deem as Valhalla, which many religions can talk about as heaven and what we can talk about spiritually as the higher dimensional realms um, and where our higher consciousness lives is they deemed Valhalla better 
than this experience, better than their earth body, better than life itself. And so when you hold something in that space of honor and reverence, you actually have nothing to lose, right? And so that's why they were so successful when they were, because they welcomed death in an energy that was so healing and so all-encompassing. Their entire culture, their entire community vibrated in that frequency, and that created a strength in them in this life and um you know i've been through some very shocking grief myself which is why i have deep deep spaces of comfort talking about grief and i know how important it is to actually share this beautiful unfolding journey because none of us will leave this life without feeling grief there will be some kind of grief that you go through in your life and We've been taught in our bypassing culture to, um, and our imbalanced masculine energy culture to deny the divine feminine, to deny our receptivity, our intu intuition, to deny the spaces of death within ourselves in, the, in life and as we leave life also. And what I can say is, and what I know for sure, is there are three times that we move into the deepest states of transcendence in these human bodies. The first is when we come into life, which is birth. The second is when we leave life, which is death. When we leave, I shouldn't say when we leave life, when we leave these bodies, when we transcend this body, this physical experience. Um, in the words of, I love this, in the words of Esther and Jerry Hicks, there's only life and life. There's no death. We transfer energy, we transfer form. And I think if we were raised that way, if we were raised in that vibration, if that was the frequency that was all around us, could you imagine how limitless we would be? Because Varushika, I love how you said in tapping, one of the major fears that comes up is fear of death. And if we had a full reverence and excitement for what we get to transcend into, by passing from these physical bodies, these earthly bodies, it's incredible what we could do on a mass scale in that vibration and frequency. And so the third time that we reach deep states of transcendence in our linear experience is when we go through grief. Very often, especially when you go into shocking grief, it bypasses the linear mind. It bypasses the control mechanism that we have come to rely so heavily on in this experience. And it moves you into the raw, vulnerable, emotional state that grief produces. And so what I want to feel into here with everyone is, can you welcome that state? Because I'll be real with you. When my daughter was stillborn, I didn't leave that state for years. I didn't want to leave because I was so deeply in connection with her. We were hand in hand. I, we spoke, I felt her spirit. It was, it was as if I didn't want to come back to the bypassing and conditioning. I wanted to stay in the most raw state I possibly could because I didn't want that relationship to change for me. It's someone else said to me once when we were speaking about grief on a podcast episode, 
Um, I don't know if I can swear on this episode, so I'll just say F, but she said, <laughs> you gave me a thumbs up. She said, you don't give a fuck when shocking grief happens to you. You just don't. It It's an immediate shift into your infinite light body, into the capacity that you have to love. That's your capacity at grief. And that is our heart center, our heart space. That's the, it's the beauty of who we are. And yet we've been raised in this culture to not only fear grief, but also to um, deny it and to distract ourselves from it. And what if that's a portal? You know, I, I absolutely love doulas for everything. I'm like, let's doula every journey that we have in this life. And birth and death doulas are some of my favorite people on this earth. They're literally ushering us through the portal, through the portal from our infinite light body, through the portal back to our infinite light body. And I just want you to feel into, if you can think back through your life, through, you know, your loved ones, your friends, your family, those that you know that have transcended this experience, how have they transcended? Have they transcended in support and love and care as being held through that portal from this side into the next where all the rest of our ancestors and angels are waiting for them in that space of unconditioned? I personally, um, a very long time ago, had a death dream. And it changed death for me infinitely. I've never, I've never went back because I felt an immediate, an immediate shift into full unconditional love. There was nothing else. It was full light vibration. It was full levity. And there was love for everything and everyone, no matter what my ego had went through in this experience. And so when you realize Whenever this happens, because it will happen for you at some point, whether it's in this iteration or another in your lifetimes, when you realize that you have the opportunity to journey along with those spirits and that, and that transference, especially through the portal, that's when it's most active. What a beautiful gift that we have as the multidimensional beings that we are. But if we're in states of resistance, there's blockages. We're not in the flow. And so I encourage people in grief to feel, <laughs> feel, because without feeling, there is no healing. And feel and be, be with your loved one because they're there in their strongest light with you, for you. So how did you trans transition with your stillborn daughter from that really being connected to maybe phasing out or letting go? I don't even know what, what that part was like for you. Um, so gosh, it was, it was such a, it was at least a seven year journey, um, a battle between my spirit and my conscious mind or my thought mind, or my, I'm going to say my ego, uh, what my ego wanted was what everybody else had in life. Um, 
And this is a, it, it's a lineage healing that is happening in my matriarchal lineage. And uh, my daughter and I came to heal through the superconscious, through the subconscious, not just what happens through the conscious. Because had she stayed, we would have had our conscious life here. We would have had our physical life together. And we would have kept on going. And we never would have went into the deep states of, of core wound and loss and even death through the matriarchal, matriarchal lineage that I, I now know is what we are here doing together. Um, but to answer your question, uh, as an embodiment guide, as a trauma-informed healer, um, I'm, I do a type of work called John Barnes myofascia release, which is a cellular recoding. And it's where we actually release emotional and physical traumas from the cells. So our bodies, and this is, this is part of my mission is to really spread this, this frequency so that we all start absorbing it and understanding how important and beautiful these bodies are that we get to inhabit. They're literally our tool. So if you can imagine we're infinite light, right? So we're up, we're, we're with the star beings, right? Before we come into this body and we choose this journey. If you resonate with this, of course, um, we choose this journey. We choose the experience, the parents, like what we're going to go through in order to find our mastery in this physical reality, in order to live out our soul's contracts. And so we come into these bodies and these bodies are literally the conduit and the tool to stay in connection with all that we knew before we came into these bodies. And so then we, we, we arrive into these bodies and these bodies are so incredible. They're absorbing everything, their energy. We are not just physicality. Everything in us is energy and we are more absorptive than we are more in our thoughts. And we've been trained to live in our thoughts. We've been trained to use our thoughts to control our body, to control our worlds, to control our expectations. And then what gets produced in those states are high amounts of stress, fatigue, exhaustion, depression, adrenal burnout, judgment, fear, comparison, lack. I can go on and on. Now, if we come back and we realize that when we care for our bodies in very deep ways, when we find the alignment through our bodies, when we actually celebrate and welcome the transformation of the traumas that our bodies have been taking on for generations before us, because literally cells are passed on. What, what happens in your cells is so magical and divine. It gets passed on from womb to human, from womb to human, from womb to human. And when we, when we have generations of people that have never faced their trauma, that have stayed in those states of tension and resistance and tightness in their bodies and dis-ease and discontent, we're taking that on. And that's why I say my daughter and I came here to disrupt, to end the continual loops of karma, of wounds, of trauma that have went through our matriarchy and our lineage. And so when you know that every experience you have ever had, and even the experiences of, of, your, of your lineage are literally inside of your cells, these little magical, wondrous bursts of energy in life, 
when you release that density from your cells and the imprint, you can read a book called um, Molecules of Emotion by Dr. Candace Burt. It's very scientific, but it's wonderful to understand the reality of the emotional coding from your physical and emotional traumas that actually literally resides in your cells, that as you transform those traumas, and as you even with grief, as you open up to grief and allow yourself to feel it, this is the key here. Anything that happens to you, when you allow yourself to feel it, you allow it to move through and out. And what we have done is we have went into a state of resistance at the immediate impact of trauma and then we avoid, we distract, we keep moving on with our life and we solidify the imprint of those traumas in ourselves. And that becomes density. So we came into these bodies with density already in our bodies from the lifetimes and from the lineage. And so that's why we didn't just come and let alone our births, the way that we birth in this culture is so counterintuitive to the transcendent state that it's made to be in we're birthing in fear and abuse and i mean there's so much more i could go off i'm a childbirth educator as well and so when we release the density from the cells the cells actually open up all of the ancient knowledge and wisdom they actually open up your connection to the divine all that you knew as the star being that you were before you came into the body and when you get in the Akashic records, however you want to look at that, right? Your past lives, your lineages lives, this is where you find your, your um, strength in psychic powers and telepathy and all the clairs. This is how we are meant to navigate the world in ease and not efforting, right? We have created a life of effort. And we're actually meant to be navigating through life from our alignment and our source energy, the God within ourselves. But we can't feel the God within ourselves if we're holding all of the traumas and imprints and wounds of our lifetime that continue to accumulate because we live in, a, I want to say batshit crazy culture, right? I mean, it just continues the fear. It just continues. That's how we're controlled. You get controlled by fear. You get controlled by emotional manipulation by making you believe you're in scarcity, but by making you believe there's not enough, by making you not like yourself so that you have to buy something to find happiness. We're being told that happiness is through external gratification. And when you find the lightness in your cells, you uncover the God source within you and the, the divinity and the happiness and joy that we have in this experience in these bodies and everything in your world responds and reflects from that now i have totally went off from your question <laughs> but i felt like i needed to give a little um heads up about where i'm going with that because with my daughter i think it was about maybe seven months later i would no one could touch my wound i wouldn't let anyone touch my wound because i wouldn't let her out a good mother doesn't let her daughter out and I mean, I'll just tell you a little bit more here is that I was abandoned as a baby, literally taking out of my mother's womb and never touched her, never saw her, got wheeled into another room for three weeks before I was adopted. So this lineage core wounds runs deep, the grief, the abandonment, the mistrust. And so as a mother, having my daughter taken from me without my choice 
oh, wow, did that activate? Did that activate the deepest wounds of my lineage? And so I wasn't going to let her go. I wasn't. I lived in a state of delusion. I believed that she was still alive for many of those moments because she was still alive in me. And so when I finally went to one of the treatment centers of who I study with, John Barnes in Sedona, Arizona, because I trust them deeply, um, and I, I allowed one of the therapists to co-create with me and go into my womb. And in that moment, I met my daughter. I met her face to face because that is that was her in my cells. She is imprinted in my cells. She is me. I am her. And I was holding her in a state of tension and resistance because she could not leave this experience. I couldn't, I might even start crying now again. I could not be here without her. The one thing I wanted more than anything in this life was to be a biological mother, to have a biological child that I never had. I didn't have a, you know, I didn't have that connection growing up. And I had loving, a beautiful adoptive parents who have given me life. They kept me on the planet when I didn't want to stay. And so we get to have, that's the thing, we get to have more than one experience in all of our emotions. We get to be in grief and we can be in joy. There's a part of us that believes that we have to, if we're going to suffer, we have to suffer. But what we don't realize is that when we bring joy in, that's healing and that's levity, even when we're in grief. And we can be in joy and we can allow ourselves to go in grief when the cells start to open in some imprint or experience. And so that was, I, uh, to answer your question, that was really the, the beginning when I met her face to face and realized that we were going to have this beautiful, amazing relationship as I allowed myself to heal instead of holding myself in a state of, um, I guess I want to say solidification. I didn't want time to, I didn't, I didn't want to move on without her. I didn't want time to keep going without her. And I think maybe you can probably even relate to that, right? Being in, in, in such a raw space right now with your, with your beautiful brother. I'd love to hear your thoughts and experience. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's a marker in time right now, you know, life with my brother and now life after after my brother, you know, I know it'll always be a marker right now. And, um, but what I hear you say, and what I liken it to, you know, a lot of people can relate by losing their pets, you know, their, their closest um, being that's been spending their life unconditionally, you know, that unconditionally loving connection is usually what, you know, people have let that into their hearts the most. And my brother and I happen to have, like, unconditionally loving and I couldn't have asked for another brother but him and I know um uh yeah like I just randomly heard this quote of someone sharing about losing his father and realizing that when they pass they can see um what like everyone's having their own experience with this person it's not like he's not just mine, he's everybody's. And that was the quote that really hit me because everyone's having a very personal experience with their personal loss. 
And um, yeah, to go back to losing my dog of nine years, that was an abrupt, sudden accident. And um, the grief that I touched and tasted was equal to the depth of love I had. And I realized and experienced that the degree of grief matched my love. And so I felt it as the yin and yang. Like I couldn't have that amount of grief without that amount of love. And so I experienced that it was the same thing. Grief is love. And I feel like you've touched upon that and you're sharing already that that when we get to that moment where we can only experience that grief is actually pure love. You know, that it's the heart space. It's really the honor that we can even get to feel our heart space. <clears throat> and um yeah, so just honoring of like, yeah, it's so beautiful. Like I found that it's important to share with my loved ones that he passed so that I'm not holding and being in this encapsulated, um, you know, alone experience that there is importance in validating this loss, letting my people know hey, you know, I don't need anything, but I want you to hold me in the space of knowing where I'm at right now. And um, I've honored that. And it feels good just to know that my loved ones know. Um, but yeah, that was a really powerful quote just to hear like, yeah, he's not just mine. Everyone's having their own full on, you know, it's a, it's a catalyst it's a catalyst for everyone. So I'm not, that's not lost on me that everyone is actually benefiting in some weird way because they are getting the chance to acknowledge how amazing he was, what role he played in their life. Uh, the example of unconditional love, kindness, humor, wit, amazing taste in music, food, movies, like who's gonna fill those shoes, you know? Um, but then turning it into the gratitude that I got to know someone like that, or that I had the dog that I had, you know, it's, it's more like when we get to that place of just the embrace of like, wow, I am so lucky that I've gotten to know a being like this, you know, and he was uh, a paraplegic. So I'm, I'm, the last 20 years so of course you know there's that part that goes to the bright side of knowing like he's free now you know a friend let me know he wants to let you know that he's dancing now you know and and that I want that for him you know we can't be in our selfish place of like you left me or you're gone too soon but you know it's it's the it's the both sides right of like, yes, I know they're free now. I know he can help more. I know he's loving us even greater right now. Um, I'm just finding that um, just in the moving forward part, because it coincided with me moving back to Mount Shasta, like starting a new chapter. And um, like what I'm finding is like, it's testing what I stand for. You know, I stand for heart courage, you know, lean into heart courage to feel the things you're trying to avoid. And I just feel like the biggest coward, the biggest, like, I don't want to show up. I don't want to make uh, set up classes right now. Um, you know, just this, this angsty, like, I don't have what it takes. 
And I just feel so uncourageous, you know? So it's interesting how what we stand for sometimes could be like exactly the thing we need to practice, you know, the practicing walking your talk, you know? Mm, I'm going to nip that in the bud right now. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, I, okay. We, we've got to reframe because that is so a part of old earth. That is so a part of hustle culture, of push forward, of produce. Your worth is your production. We've got to transform this because your heart courage is on full display right now. Your heart courage is fully feeling this experience because no matter what, when you drop into this experience and fully feel it at its core, at its depth, that is going to become your innate medicine. That is going to become something you share with people, but we cannot force it. I'm so done with us forcing in this culture. And this isn't, this isn't aim. This, the energy isn't towards you. It's towards the collective that creates this space that we feel less than when we're not out producing all the time, when we're not out, you know, thinking that we have to be shining our light all the time, because the only way that we shine our light is from the depths of the experience that we go through, the shadow, the wounds, the transformations. That's what we came here in these bodies to do. And I wanna be very clear about that. We didn't come in here in these bodies just to produce and, and um, elevate others. That's a byproduct of the real, the, the real experience we came here to have, which is to feel. Because it is only through the feeling and the allowance and the divine feminine of embracing the death, embracing the dark, where you get into your full receptivity is where you get the messages, where you find the center and the alignment that you then expand from. That's the byproduct. And it's a beautiful byproduct. And unfortunately, honestly, in this culture, because we have such a money-driven capitalist culture, we have to do it, right? And sometimes we do have to do it when we're not in an aligned space for inspired action, because we have to pay our bills and we have to feel well, because if we're in survival, and this, I'm going into a full cycle here, but if we're in survival, we cannot create in survival. But I want to make a difference here, because you are absolutely in a more courageous heart space when you let yourself be, be in the depth of the, I want to say like exquisite and profound experience that you're moving through right now that is so much more important than the money and the capitalism, right? Like this is the humanity that we are here to be in. Okay, so I certainly hope I reframed that for you because I'm very passionate about it. And I thank you for sharing that because I think it's going to really help so many people out there to hear the, the innate truth under that. Right. It's not it, it, it's not what we're absorbing, which is what you were sharing there, which we're constantly absorbing. And right now, especially so many people are feeling that um, I know we talked about this, that there is, we are in the throes of death right now. Many people are experiencing the transcendence of their loved ones from this physical world of their pets, their animals, their, their animal kids, um, death of who they thought they were. 
death of who they thought other people were. And there's a reason we're in heavy, heavy retrograde energies. So I um, translate um, astrology energies as well, because we are astrology. This is all about these bodies. These bodies are the connection to our planets. The bodies are the connection to nature. And when we actually get ourselves into these, these beautiful states of, of, of openness for the connection with both, and we, we move with those tides and those energies and ebbs and flows, life actually becomes much more easeful. Because I can tell you right now, the time to produce and expand isn't coming until the end of January. So you're right on time. And on top of it, you're moving through a very, very personal experience and transcendence right now. You're in a portal. So let yourself be in that portal, right? And, you know, of course we made this, we talked about it and we made this exchange and you said you wanted to continue with the exchange. And I believe it's because you needed to hear some of the things that I have to share here. Indeed. And I, Right on time. And also, you know, I feel like I'm a pioneer in many ways and that the things I experience is like a forerunner of things to come. Just like what you were sharing about what you went through with your daughter, like the severity and the depth and the length. But that's who made you and made you who you've become because of what you learned through that, you know, just like what you were reflecting back. I can see that you're able to describe all of these things from what you've walked and, you know, the, the, the gold you've mined through all of that hardship and pain and grief and, and love. Right. Um, so this has been going on a little while, but I wanted to ask you to share some hands on for myself and everyone else who's listening, some hands on, practices you know the, the feeling it and being with it and so some practices for moving into the experience grief. and grief yeah um i mean first of all surround yourself with people that you feel held with you feel supported you don't feel defensive Okay. And if there is someone that, because, and this is never, it's, it's not us. This isn't about us. We're reflections all the time, but if someone cannot handle the depth of where you need to go, literally remove yourself from that connection. It doesn't mean it's forever. You get to come back. We get to evolve. They get to evolve. But in these moments, I, it's very important to support your nervous system. And that includes your stream of consciousness. So if there are people that speak your language for what you're experiencing right now, listen to them, stay in their frequency and their vibration, pay attention to what you're absorbing. Because if you're absorbing someone's fear of the depth of what you, what you're experiencing, then that's going, that, that could very well, um, mutate how you do it because you your ego might come up and try to take care of them right that's what we've always learned sacrifice ourselves and this is absolutely a time to nurture yourself in the fullest way that you can so always pay attention to what 
you're absorbing because we are absorbing all the time. 24 seven, we're absorbing. So what is your, in your environment and create an environment that is very supportive and nourishing for what your soul needs in these moments and at this time. And then I'm going to go further, of course, because y'all, we have to, we have to get embodied. We have to revere these tools and these conduits that take us into greater states of transcendence through the healing, through the transformation, through the opportunity, through the invitation, through the experience. So breath work, always breath work. You, 60 seconds a day, every day will change your life. I think I, I shared something about this on social media, breath work, who you're paying attention to, who you're giving your energy and your belief in and a cold shower, like literally reset your nervous system keep your immunity up and a cold shower. I was just actually thinking about this as I was taking my cold shower before we were getting together because I was like, Oh, I love, I love my cold showers now because I have normalized them. I have created a really beautiful intentional habit with them. And I was feeling into it. I was feeling into when we came in before, before our Westernized culture, right? Before all of the technology, before the linear systems, the institutions, you know, before we had all of that, before we had light, heat, air conditioning, how did we live? We literally bathed in cold water. We didn't have hot tubs around us, right? Every once in a while, maybe we found a hot spring and that was like, mm, that was like soul care, relaxation time. But we literally rebirthed ourselves in cold water every time we bathed. This is a rebirth. This is a reset for your nervous system. Care for your nervous system. Um, you know, of course, you, you're an expert. So, you know, tapping, tapping is wonderful. Getting body work, you know, connecting with friends, being in those communities and getting the, the healing touch, whatever that means to you. Um, meditation, of course right? This is why I create meditations. I make very powerful advanced guided meditations. So you to take the work off of you, because then we can start to get judgy with ourselves. We can create the stories and the judgments like, oh, I don't, but I don't know how to meditate, right? Everybody else does it right. And I don't do it right. I'm doing something wrong. So get rid of the judgment and the stories. And if you need to get the, there's tons of free meditations too. I have free ones on my website, push play push play every day because the more you come into this space of alignment and care and understanding of your truth and where you need to be, not where somebody else needs you, you to be, not where you've been taught you need to be, where you need to be to find your deepest source of agency and truth. That's how you're going to move forward in power. Yeah. And just, yeah. Let yourself, let yourself feel because honestly, the deeper you let yourself feel, the faster you actually move through and it moves out of your body instead of being imprinted in your cells. So, true. so hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. I mean, the Wim Hof thing, um, the breath work, I've been hearing those things repeatedly every day and I'm not even seeking it out. And I did my fair share earlier in the year and jumping in Lake Shasta at 50 degrees in the ocean. And I did it. It's, it is mind blowing. It's just the mind that does that resists those things. 
Well, on this note of you sharing about your meditations and everything, I'd like for you to share uh, about your membership, if that's still relevant and how people can experience the the mana you have to share. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Membership still going strong. The wild heart ones. It's such a powerful community uh, where we do the transformational work. Um, you know, I call them moon ceremonies or moon circles because I offer them around the new and full moons. And we work with the cosmic tides and weather because that's what we're meant to do. We're meant to ebb and flow with the planets. Um, but we do the embodiment work. I do spontaneous guided meditations and astral travel in every one. We do the breath work. We do the movement. We do the journaling. We do the ritual. Like it's really reactivating the birthright of who we came into these bodies to be. And um, yeah, they're very powerful and everything else, all my other containers and offerings are everything's found on my website, which is the raw and wild My podcast is the raw and wild hearts. My email is the raw and wild hearts at Gmail. So you just get into the raw and wild hearts and you will find me for sure. And my YouTube channel, you know, I'm, I'm sharing free videos, free guidance, um, I just dropped one right now about these, this grief in the Mars retrograde energy. And so I'm really looking to bring more energy to that space so that I can, um, you know, create more of that ripple effect of, of, of light that comes from the shadow and um, the rawness of this human journey. Yeah, and what I appreciate about you is normalizing these things of the shadow work. And um, I just love your language and levity and um, cheerleadingness around it. So thank you so much for following your heart. And lastly, is there any intention you have in your life right now for yourself? Mm. My intention for myself That's interesting. Um, my intention for myself is is to is to trust, is to be in the ebb. We're in the ebb right now. Honestly, we're we're not in the flow and we're in the ebb. And you know, I have a business too. <laughs> and so it's really just every day I get back out into nature. That was another one. Get into nature, be in nature because you are nature. But every day I get out into nature, I come back into my alignment, I come back into that trust. Even when the collective will build up, the pressure will build up, you come back. And so I'm just really staying in a state of trust with, um, with exactly what is meant to, meant to be and that all is well. Beautiful. Thank you for your time. I will have all the links below and keep on keeping on. You're such an inspiration. Oh, thank you, Varushka. I have had such a beautiful heart time with you here. And um, I, I would just want to thank you for sharing your energy and experience with me and with everyone, because that really is, I mean, it's the, it's the gift of life. It's the magic of life. When we get into those raw, vulnerable spaces, our emotionality is our superpower. So I'm sending you and your brother and all of your loved ones, my light and, and my heart space holding you at this time. Thank you so much. Big aloha. Bye. 
Mm-hmm.